Good evening, Columbus Rapids fans, and welcome to another episode of the Off the Walls Rapids podcast. We are live here at Ivy Park Sports and Grill for yet another great episode right before we start the season. How is everybody doing? I am Richard Holdridge. I'm the play-by-play announcer for your Columbus Rapids, and alongside me is the Columbus Rapids general manager, Warren Fundavestazen. And we also have a new guest on the show, a newly assigned Rapids player. I'm excited about this player, Rida Ivakarin, and he comes from Morocco. And I know the the biggest fan ever in Rapids history there. Um, But we have a huge game. And I want to start with this, because Morocco takes on France, and Morocco is having one of these, like, St. Peter's in the Elite Eight in the, in the March Madness tournament, George Mason to the Final Four in, in 2006. You know, I'm using references for, for teams that weren't expected to be there. They were ranked 22nd in the FIFA rankings, and a lot of people didn't even think they were going to get out of their group. They thought that Belgium and Croatia were the two teams that were going to get out of the group. Well, we just had the semifinals. Argentina beat Croatia earlier today. Warren, you were able to to watch that. They had a live party here. Argentina advanced to the finals. Uh, but Croatia and Morocco were the two teams out of the group in the semifinals. How nervous are you for this game tomorrow against the defending World Cup champions, France? Yeah, I would be I would be so, so nervous tomorrow. Yeah, because we are facing a really, really strong team tomorrow. I mean, they, they won the, the last World Cup and they won, like, they're going to fight for it to take it home again. So it will be interesting game. But we, we talked about before before the show started, we talked about how strong Morocco's defense is. And they know that as long as they can mark Mbappe, they have a shot. Like if you just don't allow any goals, anything can happen in penalty kicks. Yeah. And you saw in that Croatia-Brazil game, which was insane. <laughs> you know, Morocco's got a chance. Yeah, like, like in soccer, you never know. Like, but, but still, like we are playing like against a good, a good team. They have really good strikers. They have like Mbappe. Like you, you never, you never know. Like everything can happen. Ward, I gotta tell you, I, you know, I was glad I was able to watch the World Cup. It's sad that it's coming to an end. The final is this Sunday, uh, but you've been watching all of the games. Uh, let's start with that Brazil-Croatia game when Neymar got that goal. And really, that second touch really made all the difference. He put it in the back of the net. But then Croatia ties it. It goes to penalty kicks. And then Brazil, with the penalty kick opportunity, hits the post. Mm -hmm. And Croatia, with a huge upset over a Brazil team that has not won the World Cup since 2002. Once again, the top team that was favored to win the World Cup goes down what was your thoughts on that game and then all, all the other games uh, leading up to this point? Yeah, Brazil, obviously, with, I thought Brazil and France were going to be in the finals, which probably 99% of the people thought. And just the fact that you don't go through um, where they probably thought they should have. I, I think it's one of those situations where the players are maybe a little bit too overconfident um, because watching every other game before, they just dominated. There wasn't a team that was even close to them on the field. I think the previous game, they won 7-1 or 
something ridiculous. Against Costa Rica. Yeah, and that's that's a quarter final, and it just again, it's so easy. So it's hard to win such a previous game. So you know, so many goals are scored, and to go into a semi final, it probably or quarter final, probably hurt them, um, which it does for a lot of teams when you have such an easy game to rebound. You know, rebound from that situation, but. Overall, this this seems like one of the craziest World Cups with the underdogs just outperforming other teams. Um, and I think that just shows across the world where you have countries that are um, developing appropriately. Like, they've, they're, they're all being trained the right way. When you've got smaller countries in Africa, um, you've got Croatia, a tiny country in itself, they're all training the right way. And, and you saw the women. Like our women national team now mm-hmm. are being contended every single game just because they're training the players the right way. So every game is a contest in the World Cup now, where before there used to be absolute blowouts. Well, I want to talk about that next game. The Netherlands taking on Argentina. Argentina had a 2-0 lead, and then the Netherlands mm. tied it up. 2 to nothing. That's like the equivalent in football, American football, that's like the equivalent of 28-3. to Pretty much, yeah. I would go with that as well. That's that's unheard of. I, I thought they were done. I think I even put on Facebook that game's over. And the Dutch is my family, and I should be supporting them. But I, it was done. It was done for... 120th minute, Denzel yeah. Dumfries. And they were down a man. They had a red card. Yeah. They were able to tie it up, but Argentina just too strong with the penalty kicks. Lionel Messi goes and moves on, and they beat Croatia earlier this afternoon, and now Lionel Messi once again is in the World Cup final. Argentina made it to the final in 2014 where they lost to Germany, but Argentina once again giving Lionel Messi, which considered the best soccer player in the world, and I know that Mbappe is right up there. He's only 23, and he already's got oh, nine yeah. goals in, in his early World Cup career. But is it safe to say that Lionel Messi is still the greatest soccer player in the world, even at his age? Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, like Cristiano Ronaldo as well is with yeah. him. Like, I'm a big fan of Cristiano Ronaldo, but, but they're both Messi, good. Messi has done some stuff that. Here's the here's the comparison I have. You know, I'm a big NBA fan. I grew up loving the NBA in the 1980s. Messi and Ronaldo would be like Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, Mbappe is Michael Jordan. Mm, like, I well, could go I, with that. I'm not trying to say he's the greatest soccer player of all time. I'm just saying in the 1980s when Jordan came up in the Bulls, all the attention was focused on Larry Bird and Magic Johnson. Mm. They were the two superstars. And then all of a sudden Jordan came up. Yeah. Mbappe is really starting to cl- stake his claim. He's still young. He still, he still has a, a, like a long distance. He, he does have a long... It's a, it's a very, you know, short body of work for Mbappe. But he's still young enough... To, to rattle off, especially we'll see what France does against Morocco. But, I mean, he's got an opportunity to just have an incredible career in soccer. Yeah, for sure, yeah. And I guess Messi has won more championships by the age of 25 than anyone else by the age of yeah. retirement. So Mbappe is still a ways away from what Messi has re- achieved at his age. Um, but, yeah, he's got time. But, yeah, he's leading goal scorer for the World Cup. So when you're 23 years old and you're the leading goal scorer in the World Cup, this is not nothing against our league or he, any he, other league. It's he incredible. has a World Cup. 
Yeah. Messi hit us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And, and the good thing, like this World Cup, you're going to see four teams that is going to create history, right? You got France that will repeat. First time since the Pele years in Brazil, right. I believe. Yes. And then you've got Croatia, never won. You got Messi, who's never won. Um, and then you got Morocco. Morocco is the first African team in the semifinals. In the semis, semifinals that, that is ever. incredible. And when you think about like strong African teams, you think of Ghana, like Ghana, in, Nigeria, Nigeria, South Africa, Cameroon. Senegal, cause yeah, South Senegal, Africa. Senegal, yeah, Senegal, Senegal got out of the group. But Morocco, I mean, Egypt, just incredible story. Egypt, Algeria as well. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. That was Algeria was Landon Donovan beat them uh, in the group yeah. uh, back in uh, 2010. Yeah, you were at that World Cup in South Africa. It was, Africa. yeah. yeah that was, Best it was, World it Cup. was in South Africa? 2010 right? was in South Africa. That was the year, you remember the Vuvuzelas? Yep, everyone loves oh, the Vuvuzelas. I, wanted, I always wanted to get one of those. <laughs> we'll have them at the Rapids games. That is, let's get some Vuvuzelas for the Rapids games. That's going to be awesome. Absolutely. Uh, there's one player I do want to talk about, Harry Kane. Mm. He had an opportunity to tie it with that missed penalty kick. I mean, is that going to be his legacy? Is that going to haunt him in his soccer career? No, nah, I, I think I think he's good. I don't think so. No, nah, not 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 a guy like that. He's taken probably a hundred penalties and missed maybe three in his life. So he's not. He has no problem at all. He's he's that good. And people are questioning the coach. Like if I'm coaching the team, he's taking the penalty. If we got another game tomorrow and there's two penalties, I mean everybody can miss penalties. Yeah, not just Hurricane. Well, Me, Messi has the best player in the world. Has missed before. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sad to say the, the World Cup is ending uh, next Sunday. That is the final. And then in 2023, we have the Women's World Cup. We have still got plenty of time to talk about that. As we're going to mm. continue having shows early on in 2023. We could talk about, up about the Women's World Cup. We're going to have some, some of the other leagues coming up in 2023. But we did have an NCAA championship uh, winner. Congratulations to the Syracuse Orangemen. For yeah. winning the NCAA championship, so so big props to them. Yeah, it's a great result. We um, talking about D one when we play our women's uh, game with the Rapids. There'll be eight D one players that'll be playing against us um, in the All Star game. So we're excited to maybe get some of those D one players joining us in the future once they learn more about the Rapids and you know what we have going on. So all right, you know what I think. I think it's, Rita, I think it's time for that first trivia hey. question. And just to let you know that th this show is brought to you by Nukes Eatery and uh, National Audiovisual Services. So the first trivia question, let's see if you can get this right. Let's see if you know your World Cup history. I know that you do, so you can't answer it. <laughs> Which two countries met in the World Cup final in 2018? Yes. Very good. Yes, he got it. Come up, get your Come prize. Come up and get your prize. Yes. France and Croatia is the answer. Great job. And that trivia question was brought to you by Nukes Eatery. Oh, they got some great cake. You ever eat the Nukes? No, never. They've got some amazing cake. I like to get like a, like a salmon salad. I'll get like the, the salmon Caesar. Uh, it's just amazing. And my kids love those those long breadsticks. 
Well, Nukes is um, one of our partners this year. So all of our players, one day a week, get to eat at our sponsors. And Nukes, I think our players eat there on Tuesday. That is awesome. So you have a free meal for the rest of the year at Nukes, Reda. This is the advantage of playing yeah. for the Rapids. Okay. You there never you have to pay, pay a meal again <laughs> in your life. For free. For free. <laughs> well, Rita, let's talk about your indoor career. Like, you, you normally... You, we're used to playing outdoor, but you're, you've also played indoor as well. I mean, making that transition to the indoor game, and with the rapid season approaching, we've got a couple of practices right after the holidays, and then that first friendly is coming up December 29th. Uh, the men's team is taking on uh, Limeo, I believe. Limeno. Limeno. Georgia. And then, and then the women's team is taking on uh, the, I, I believe it's the C, uh, CFC. CFC All-Stars. CFC All-Stars, yes. Yeah. Um, so what are you looking forward to about just those first couple of practices with your new teammates and then that first friendly? I just, like, I would like to know my teammates. That's, that's, that's all. And I used, I used to play back home. Like in, I grew up in an environment that we play 3v3s, 4v4, so I think I'm, I'm familiar with indoor games. Yeah, but I used to, to play outdoor, like 11v11s. Yeah. Well, one good thing about the indoor game is that you have just frequent subs. You know, so if you get tired, you can come out like a line change in hockey. Uh, it's just quick pace. The goal scoring is fast, but you also have just that, you know, taking advantage of that endurance, you know, from that outdoor game, which, you know, you have a much longer field. But, you know, what, what are you going to do just to prepare your mind and, and to your body just for the indoor game yeah i know that indoor like you have to be like athletically like you have to be like really physical because like you run a lot i know you play just four v4s like or five v5s but but like there's a lot of endurance like you keep running a lot you touch you touch the ball a lot and you can score a lot of goals as well yeah, yeah with reddit coming in i remember the first tryout we had the civic center um just technically, Reddit just stood out from 99% of the players. They could not get the ball away from him. So that's something that we've changed this year with the Rapids. The men previously, you know, starting a program was more direct, um, more long balls, um, playing over the top, playing, trying to get the ball up front as quickly as possible. Whereas we'll be more technically. Um, advanced this year. So our players we brought in are like Reda, um, the South African that's coming in, all very technical players. So it's going to frustrate the teams for one and two physically they're just going to they're going to run more and just mm -hmm. chase ghosts basically. You know where I find myself re-watching games from the inaugural season just so I can hear myself on the broadcast yeah. to see what can I do better for the year two for the Columbus Rapids, but also just to see how the style of play was. And one player that is coming back, he was just a great defensive player, Stephen McIntosh. Mm -hmm. He is coming back. He did a lot of the dirty work. He didn't score a whole lot of goals, but there was a lot of times when the ball was in the zone. Anytime you're playing Memphis and their superstar, Jordy Georgievich, or their player coach, Corey Adamson, we, yeah. know, we know the Memphis players. Yeah, I know. We know the Memphis players, and we know what they're capable of, but, you know, Stephen McIntosh, Ethan Alert, 
you had some defensive players that were able to clean up the mess out there and get ready for counterattacks and really get those extra touches on the ball. I mean, what what would you say your skill set would be as far as getting those touches with the fancy footwork? and and Because you said you're a midfielder, but you like to score goals as well, right? Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? But but the indoor games, it's not like midfielder or like everybody like can like change their yeah, positions, you, you know? Yeah. Like like we can like change position and everything. So, but I like I like I like scoring goals. Oh, who yeah. doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's something going forward this year is I think we we had a lot of goals scored against us last year. Um, I think we had 114, um, which is a lot. It's averaging. I don't know, maybe nine, eight, ten goals a game. Um, so one thing, just having a player like Reddy, you talk about someone getting tired, this guy doesn't get tired. It's it's crazy. But just having that kind of player, and there's multiple players like Reddy now. Like it's last year we had Stephen McIntosh and one or two. Now we've got six, seven, eight guys that you cannot get the ball away. You're not going to run by them. There's not going to be goals scored against us this year like last year. So... Um, that's that's our biggest thing this year. We'll be you talk about coming together as a team. Like we're going to be playing defensively as a unit. Um, there's no players that are going to get behind us. Like it's going to be it's going to be work, and that's one of the reasons we want to go out to the army base and get some more work in there, so we can be army strong and be ready for that. I love it, especially as a military member. I very impressed especially i saw some pictures on facebook with you actually yeah. training with the soldiers i think that's just incredible uh, some of the other players that you recently signed for the women's team ellie yeah. russell yep. comes from england uh, just tell us a little bit about her yeah so another player um very strong on the ball um comes in from england uh very technical as well so again no one can push her off the ball she's six foot tall um so you've got a player again that's a high target but also can keep the ball as an athletic specimen um so just a good addition and another uh, player that's comes to us from the rome gladiators which are going to take a pause on their season they're going to mm -hmm. get ready in 2024 hopefully right if they build a new arena in rome if they can't get a deal done they'll probably move somewhere maybe atlanta yeah. but i know that the rome is going to come back strong in 2024 but you got lauren mitchell yeah. uh, coming to us from the rome gladiators and, and we had a chance to see rome last season we we know how strong they were. They were the second best team. They, right. they reached the championship game and lost to the Memphis Americans. So uh, uh, how about uh, Lauren Mitchell and the type of player she is? Yeah, Lauren, again, that group coming in from Rome is a great – they're very tight. So our girls are tight off the off the bat. Like we had a team meeting last night and we had 18 of the 24 girls that were there, which is incredible. But those Rome girls are a tight-knit group. So Lauren and all of them – came out to the tryouts and you could just see as they walked on the field it was there was a unity already established so i think it's going to be a great fit with our women because our women are close you know obviously coming from columbus state most of them and um playing locally they already know each other so technically they're able to play the game but more importantly than that is the culture that they bring to the rapids is not any different to how we play and how there are as a team so that's a positive from lauren and all they're just so positive um they work hard and that's and they never stop like i'm all about the running like me as a coach manager whatever role i take it's 
like you've got to give your everything out there like you cannot leave anything on the field there's no ways a player should run by you like if i see a player playing for the rapids and anyone runs by them they probably shouldn't show up for practice the next day they may need to find another team because they need to make certain that no one gets by them whether they take them out and put them in the car lot i don't care but that's the difference this year and the Rome players they all have that culture so it's a great fit for our women lauren's another one of those players technically and controls the game um very smart um very smart player in the midfield and one more player that i forgot to mention on the men's team that's coming back he's a fan favorite he was on an amateur contract last season played at St. Ampicelli, so he's a local kid to Columbus. Braden Wood yeah. is coming back. I know I'm excited. Randall's excited. I mean, Braden <laughs> scored a lot of goals last year. He had to he had to leave he had to leave midseason because he had an obligation to go back to school. But right. he's coming back. Yeah, yeah. Another positive, and again, just a great guy. You know, just speaking to the players, um, just all positive. You know, just good people. Uh, love the community. Like. We're big in the community, obviously the Rapids and all we do at, um, off the field. But he is like another positive individual that's going to support everyone around him. So again, a good player, obviously. He came in and only played half of the games, but was one of our leading goal scorers. So I'm like, Red is going to have to have some competition here. Yeah. See if you can. I think you're ready to go. <laughs> I love how you're rocking that scarf. I mean, that, this was a big... <laughs> hot ticket item last season. A lot of Rapids oh, fans yeah. wear the scarves. I mean, it's really not, because, you know, these soccer teams, you know, scarf is like a tradition. But, you know, the Rapids have their own tradition, and we, we just trying to just get our feet wet in year two, which is a good segue for our next trivia question. Oh. You guys ready? I'm going to go ahead and give you the next cr trivia question brought to you by Nukes Eatery. All right. Can you name the arena? that the Columbus Rapids play their home games at? Mm, that's a good one. What the is Civic Say again. <laughs> the Columbus <laughs> Civic Center? That is, yeah, he got it right. All right. The, the Columbus Civic Center. There's your prize. Come get your prize. That's Randall has just won. Excellent. The prize. There you go. See, I, 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 I get some easy questions yeah. for you. Um, well, it's so you easy. would think that's easy, but we've done some outreach programs, and uh, we have our first ever billboards going up in the city, and there's a competition. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, we got six billboards wait. out there. So if anybody does find a billboard, you get four free tickets. So just to let you know, those billboards go live tomorrow. Um, but yeah, we've had to put the Civic Center on the billboards just because some don't even know where we play. So wow. hopefully in time, the word will get out. Because I don't know where else we'd play indoor. But okay. <laughs> Rita, besides soccer, what, what are some other activities you like to do? Just soccer. <laughs> so you Traveling, live, maybe. <laughs> eat, breathe soccer. You're the type of guy that'll get up at I 5 mean, in the morning and watch World Cup games. Yeah, I did. Okay. I did. You did. And you did too? I did. Absolutely. This I, is... I actually, I tried. I, I actually would wake up at 6.30. I'd look at my phone. It's like, oh, they're in the I, they're in the 60th minute. Yeah, first, first game Morocco-Croatia was at 5 a.m. And I woke up. That's, that is awesome. 
So Red is a little kid. When we, so I train Red is girlfriend. Um, she's a goalkeeper and possibly going to be playing for the Rapids as well. So we've got to negotiate her contract. But um, I would be out there training his girlfriend in goal. And Redder was just like a kid doing every move, awesome. non-stop playing for an hour and a half. So when you yeah. talk about someone that's passionate, I, I don't know too many players that are more passionate than Redder. So, yeah, it's our life. So do you come from Casablanca, Morocco? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have you seen the movie? <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, Christmas I think rhythm. this that's, is uh, going to be quite like, the friendship. Yeah. yeah. I really butchered that quote. I'm, didn't I'm, they? Keep, I'm keeping it to attitude, my girlfriend. You got, you, know, you, got, you got to watch it. He got a 99 on Rotten Tomatoes. It might have been one of the greatest movies of all time, starring Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman, which I think she's like the grandmother of Candace Bergen. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, um, we may have to get something out on the jumbotron in the stadium. Maybe you don't have when, to watch Casablanca. Maybe when he steps out on the field, we got the theme song of Casablanca playing. So just tell, like, all the viewers just watching on Facebook, uh, like, what are some unique things about Morocco? Food. Traditional food. food. What types of food do you guys have? Like, like do you know tagine, couscous? Have you heard about I that? I love couscous. couscous. Yeah, couscous the is The food is so good, they named it twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the tradition, the tradition food there. And dates. dates. I think my parents, a while back, they went to a Moroccan restaurant where they had, like, fruits and dates for dessert. And, you know, they had some of the food that you talked about. I mean, so, you know, you know, Morocco is just is one of those countries in North Africa. I mean, we, we hear about it in the history books, you know, a lot of history with World War II. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, but now, if they uh, beat France tomorrow, mm. you guys can really make history. I mean, you've yeah, already we're, made we're, history. Yeah, we're already making history. The, First African team to, to make it to the semifinals. This is just got to be incredible for you. Yeah. yeah. Now, like when you when you go to the social media, everybody talking about Morocco. Everybody. I, I got to think that the fan base down in Qatar are going nuts right now. That is that is. Incredible. And it's a good it's a good addition for Morocco since since the World Cup in, in Qatar. So it's Arabian country. So everybody like comes and support Morocco so like we, we mm. feel we feel home like we feel home, home. when we are playing against other teams now these these players on the Moroccan team I mean they they play in like the Premier League Bundesliga I mean they play in, yeah, in they're playing the high level so they're gonna just they're getting the spotlight right now I mean yeah. when when, you, when it comes to a Premier League time and, and we have all the club teams I mean they're gonna really be in the spotlight I mean, yeah is yeah, there any sure. superstars that we just haven't like that over we've overlooked I mean, Ziyech, you know Ziyech, he's playing Chelsea. In Chelsea, yeah. yeah. It's Naif Agred, the center back, he playing West Ham. The goalkeeper, Bono, playing Sevilla. Mm. We have really good. But the surprise of this World, World Cup is the number eight that uh, Luis Enrique talk about. Like he says, in, incredible. And a lot of teams, they, they want him right now. He playing France, but... Barcelona wants him, like a lot of good teams, they want to sign him. Well, I can't wait. Tomorrow, France and Morocco, we're going to have a watch party here at Ivy. Yep. Be at 2 in <laughs> 2 the afternoon. And, uh, I mean, at least anything, you know, the, the the loser of France and Morocco will play in the third place game. Yes. Yep. And yeah. so, I mean, you still Croatia. have, 
against Croatia, and then Argentina is going to be in the final, which is going to be on Sunday, and then the World Cup will finally come to a close. Mm. It's really just been special having the World Cup during the holiday season. I mean, I, as a sports fan, just was just thrilled that I woke up in the morning and watched World Cup, like on Thanksgiving, and then we watched football, American football. Like, I know you really don't care about that, but that's okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll no, get I mean, you into I mean, the other I mean, sports. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, know? it's okay to like the other I, sports. I saw, like, when I came to America, I started liking football. Since okay. when I when I knew about the the rules and stuff. What's your favorite team? Alabama. <laughs> okay, so he's going with the college team. See, you've kind of you you figured being in the South, you know that they do care about college football more than the NFL. I yep. I actually realized this when I was a student at at a small school in in Henderson, Tennessee, where you know I was from California and I was in Tennessee, and then. People were watching the Tennessee-Florida game like it was the Super Bowl. And I was like, wow, this is weird. But they don't like the Tennessee Titans. And same with, like, when I moved to Georgia, I'm like, how come there's no Falcons fans? Yeah. But, yeah, they, they care about Georgia. And, you know, so that's good. that You know, you you have some hobbies. I mean, you love soccer, but, you know, you, you also love, uh, you know, college football as well. You know, so that that's great. I, I like I like NBA as well, basketball. Like yes. Yeah. It, well, unfortunately, the Atlanta Hawks aren't. Doing so well right now. They're they're a 500 ball club, but uh, I mean, how long have you lived in Columbus or been in Columbus? I like I don't live here. I'm just with my girlfriend here. I okay. spend with her the winter break. Okay. But I live in I I lived in Livingston in Alabama, West Alabama. Oh, okay. And then now I'm living in Greer, like close to Greenville in South Carolina. Okay. Since I'm I'm in North Greenville University, so. Well, the good thing is like you you. You did your, your collegiate soccer, so you're familiar with the South, being at North Greenville and then West Alabama, uh, and now you, you play professional soccer in Columbus, so you know you can call Columbus your home, and really, it's about embracing this town. I mean, it's a great city with four professional sports teams, and we're just happy that the Columbus Rapids is that fourth professional sports team in year two. Indoor soccer, it doesn't get any better than that, and I want to remind everybody that's watching us on Facebook Live that tickets are going on sale war do you want to uh kind of just talk about like the the group tickets and the and the tickets they can get as uh, we anticipate the schedule coming out yeah so tickets went on sale today uh through Ticketmaster. so they went live at 10 a.m uh we got the group sales mm -hmm. tickets so um we got suites available birthday parties uh the works we got obviously promotions a big thing for us this year trying to get out in the community. So we've got our billboards around town uh, with Outfront. We've partnered with Outfront uh, billboards. So we have six billboards out there that will be showing the rapids. Just trying to get our logo out, you know, just speaking to some people, don't, like I said, don't even know where the Civic Center is and or that we're playing it. So, you know, second year in existence. So we still got to do a lot of work to get the word out there. But I feel once it's out there, they'll, they'll continue to... Um, support us especially if we're doing well so bring in a lot of international players a lot of quality local players from america um when you perform well people like to support a winning team and columbus will support us anyway but it helps to maybe win a few more goals so that's our goal is to win it all this year so high expectations um and great supporters you talk about supporters you know nukes being one of our supporters um 
so I just wanted to just, uh, thank obviously all our supporters that support us and um, just a little promotion for nukes um, just, uh, as I said to to Reda, like we have our players eating at our restaurants in Columbus and they've supported the players and they've said that hey our players can eat for free so just something small like that is a great um, it just shows great support from our supporters that our players can go out there, they don't have to worry about paying for food. Um, and Nukes is one of the sponsors. So just a little something from Nukes. Um, they've been around for over 17 years. Nukes has been serving premium proteins, fresh fruits and veggies. So I think Redden and, and his Moroccan flavor. Um, and they make their dressing from scratch, which is unbelievable. I didn't even know that. So this is exciting stuff. as. Um, Nukes always made to order in our family-rooted open kitchen uh, with only the freshest ingredients. So they're located in Columbus, Georgia. So if you're out in Columbus and you're looking for Nukes, it's at 555 um, Whitlesey. Is it, how do you say Whitlesey? Whittlesey? Whittlesey. See, I don't know. I'm learning from Columbus as well. <laughs> so Whittlesey Boulevard. Um, so they have their favorite sandwiches, soups, and pizzas. So that's something with our players as well. Um, there's some players that can't eat certain items and are gluten-free. So hopefully they can find something at Nukes. Um, but yeah, just wanted to thank Nukes, obviously, for sponsoring us and Columbus for supporting this incredible team and for bringing Reda to Columbus. Yeah, we're Exciting. excited. Yeah. Uh, we're excited that you're here. I, I cannot wait to get up in the press box and start calling your games and got got to get some got to get that goal call down for you know <laughs> so i'll make sure to you know get that perfect for you and you should it, put s in the end goals go, yeah well I, i'll change it up like you'll, very good you'll hear like uh you know I, my, my favorite announcer is andres cantor this the way he is just amazing and so it is it gave me chills like when i was watching uh, you know that christian palusa goal against iran so I had to go back and forth and watch it on Telemundo. And, like, when he does the goal, and he does it, like, four times, it's just mm -hmm. a, incredible. And, uh, you know, and the, and the, the American announcers are, are pretty good, too. I mean, they're, they're – I'm trying to – as I become, you know, the announcer for the Rapids in year two, I, I try to get my style. You know, basically my style is I'm really excited when the players score goals. And then I'll get the terminology down and, like – try to get down exactly what a cross is or a curl and bend. You know, I had to learn the terminology in, in year one. And, you know, Warren, I think that's a good segue for our final trivia question of the night brought to you by Nukes Eatery. For all you Columbus Rapids fans that attended games last season, a little bit of uh, indoor soccer knowledge. All right. Can somebody tell me exactly what the three-line rule is? I need details. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, yes, I got a hand up in the back. You ready to answer? Too nervous. <laughs> oh. The three-line rule. Close. Not throwing. <laughs> you know what the three-line rule is in indoor soccer? Like icing and hockey? Yes. Like, yes, exactly like, like, like icing and hockey. So the, Okay, so the three-line rule, you have two yellow lines and you have center circle. 
So if you're on defense and you're kicking the ball, when the ball leaves your foot and it's in the air, it cannot bounce past the other yellow line. If that happens, it will be a free kick at the top of the arc, which is pretty much like a penalty kick. I mean, a lot of set-piece goals happen on uh, on the free kick at the top of the arc. I mean, yeah, and this, that's that's Reddit's specialty. This indoor game is insane. you got to watch out for the fouls. Eight fouls, and it's a blue card. You know what a blue card is, right? You go on the power play. You get to score some power, power play, play goals. And then, you you know, you be in the box, you know. you know. But you don't, you don't want to just... You know, we did have some physical players. I mean, we're going to have some people. We, we used to, back home, we used to play like five, like indoor game, five fouls. They give you the, like, PK. Yeah. But it's, like, behind the, the PK point. I don't know if it's the same here or not. No, but it's yeah. different here. You just down a player. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, being physical is part of the game, without a yeah. doubt. But I think when you're more technical as a player, you don't have to rely on physicality as much. Um, I think one of the first goals, I was watching Dallas play, um, and I think they lost 8-5 um, their first game, but something I noticed, their players were just less, um, less technical this year, um, which allowed the other team just to dominate them. So I think when you're more technical as a player, you're less you're just less physical. You look at Messi and the yeah. way he performs, smallest player on the field. And he's physical, but he's never dirty, never fouls. Yeah, he, he plays the game. Like, even today's goal, he had a player... You don't, you don't think foot. about the dirty games when you are so technical. Yeah, when you're right. so technical, you don't have to worry about being dirty and ugly. So, just he took on a six-foot-four giant as a defender and just ran right by him. And that guy was pulling on him and destroying him and he still played a ball in the six yard box and he's tiny so so yeah so it's definitely a different game um, um, but we'll be more technical so probably not as we shouldn't see us being in the box I, I feel like just with the players that we have here um, we should be able to control ourselves and be technical enough to to make certain the Memphis boy is, even though he's six foot four and he's a giant, he's not yes. going to turn us like last year. Scored like 30 goals last season. Yeah. It ain't happening it's, against us this year. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I know. I mean, he's good. Do you do you find yourself watching like the the footage from last season to see, okay, this is stuff that we can work on for this season? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's really how I recruited the players for this year. So based on who we're playing this season, um, Memphis pretty much assigned the same team, so it's it's great to just go see who they played and how they play. It's easy to um, understand how um, how they play their game. So that's how I've recruited our players this year. Um, more than half of our players are defensive. We just we allowed too many goals last year. Like I said, we allowed I think 114 goals, and the next team was maybe at 80. So, for me as a GM and coach, like that's that's easy. That lets you know exactly what you got to work on and where we got to recruit players. And, and as far as winning percentage, the Rome Gladiators on the men's team had the lowest winning percentage. They actually played less games last year. Yeah, so that's something to, to think about as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think they won one game, 
and we won five. I think they won one game out of 12, we won five out of 18 or something like that. Yeah. Roughly. Um, well, now the, the defending champion, the Fayetteville Fury, uh, what is their team looking like? Do they have most of their players? Yeah, back? they brought most of their team back, didn't really bring anybody new. Um, the teams we don't know about are the teams down in Florida. That's Tampa the biggest mystery. Yeah. The Tampa Bay Strikers and the Central Florida Crusaders. Yeah. A lot of players that, you know, they, they recruit from those colleges right there. Uh, USF right there in Tampa. And then yeah. the UCF, UCF, which is the same colors. That's yeah. pretty awesome. Um, but do you think that there might be more expansion opportunities in 2024? Yeah. So where the um, final is probably going to be played is out of North Carolina. And that looks like the next team to be joining us. So we'll probably be having the finals around May 13th. Um, so it'll be a um, three-team final base. So the number one team automatically goes through. Yes. And then two and three will play in the semis to meet um, the champion or the final, um, the finalists there. So that's going to be played at a neutral spot in North Carolina, which is where this next expansion team will be next year. So that's the one definite team um, that will be joining us. And then obviously Rome, if it stays Rome, if we can get their location sorted out, or if we go to Atlanta and just make it Atlanta. Gladiators or, I don't know, something yeah. Atlanta. <laughs> well, you know, like when they announced that the expansion teams uh, last year, I mean, there's there are cities here in, in the South that uh, I could easily see being, you know, uh, cities that could support a yeah. soccer franchise like Huntsville, Alabama, Savannah, Georgia, Macon. I mean, are, are these are these cities? Have they reached out to the commissioner? Or have, have they shown any interest in possible being expansion sites? Yeah, we've had teams out in Texas, out in Dallas, has um, opted to come in. I think the important part is um, being stable and um, making certain that our league survives and then thrives. Um, so we're keeping it local, just cost-effective-wise, you know. We purchased a bus and making certain when you travel, you're not spending thousands. So I'd rather pay players than, you know, pay for a bus trip or a plane flight to uh, to Dallas um, until we're established. So another big location is Birmingham. Um, that's a prime location that could easily support a team. And they've reached out to us again. And again, it just comes down to the civic centers. Um, and the only reason we didn't have them come this year is because they were doing maintenance to their civic center, like like Columbus Civic Center has been maintained this year. So Birmingham, another one that would have probably joined us this year, um, but due to COVID, everything's been delayed and moved moved along. So there's so many events that they've still got to take place at the civic center there that they can't even fit us in for like the next year. So. Well, one idea I ran by, and I, I, tell me if you think this is a good idea, that we have, like, a, a week break and we have, like, an NISL All-Star game. Mm. Do you think that that could be a possibility? For sure. Yeah, this first, this is the first year we're having an, an All-Star, not an All-Star, but a, a Player of the Week. So last okay. year we didn't have that. Um, this year we have two strikers, one midfielder, two defenders, and one goalkeeper will be named a Player of the Week. Um, so I'm expecting every single line of ours to be filled. We will have a striker player of the week, midfielder will be red, player of the week, defender from Rapids, and the goalkeeper from Rapids. So that's our goal. 
But I think that's the direction is once you start that and then the next accolade is can we get an all-star um, to maybe play an MLS or an MALS um, all-star team or go out and play Dallas. Um, we are bringing the Mexican national team out here May 28th. Yes. Um, Awesome. to play them so maybe the rapids can play the mexican national team and then the all-stars can come at the end and play um, the national team afterwards so yeah i think this is all part of the process and how we get to bring players from other countries and how to bring superstars from d1 and mls or any other leagues to come join us is when you have these little incentives that they get to be on the stage that they get to be the player of the week that they get to be an all-star they get to get you know, to be in a showcase of the top, you know, 30 players in the league. That's why we play the game. That's We want to be the best, and every player wants to be on that showcase and be in that show. So, yeah, it's a great idea. I think, I think it will happen. We'll push it for this year. Yes. I'm, Perfect. Yeah, I, I'm, I got some great ideas. So <laughs> yeah. I, I, I threw that it. out at, at some of the owners last year. I'm like, yeah, it would be cool if we had an NISL All-Star game. Absolutely. Um, I mean, this league is is growing. Andrew Haynes does a great job yep. as a commissioner. And, I mean, now we have five teams. Uh, but if you look at the way the NISL operates, how do you compare it with the MASL? Yeah, I just think it's on a smaller scale. Um, MASL now has the two divisions. So they've gone to two separate divisions which is what happens when you grow more you can basically place it into regions which again helps with their costs and their travel and they're not playing 18 games um, and then another five games in playoffs now it's a lot less games um, before they get to playoffs so it helps their budget but you know, I think we're in the same ideas regionalizing things we would have the South region, the East region, the West, and Central. Um, so I think we're trying to get our region strong first, and then we'll probably do the same thing, create a second region um, probably one or two years down the line just to mirror what the MALS is doing. Something exciting that they've started is they brought, they brought in VAR to their first wow. game. So each coach is allowed to have two VAR checks per game. Yeah, so, those, especially for those close plays where you know, yeah. some contact at the, and, and because they don't have offsides in the indoor game, they're strictly going to be using VAR for controversial goals, like goals that might not be considered goals. So that that's yeah, very interesting. yeah, it could be the goals, it could be a foul, it could be substitutions, too many players on the field. Um, it could be that line, even that line, you know, getting it over that third line, the goalkeeper making a throw goes over the third line, like someone missing something, which happens. Um, because, yeah, this is valuable. Like, us winning a championship helps us get double the sponsors next year. So yes. little things like that, it seems little, but it affects the bottom line and us getting more fans and more sponsors and more support. So the game's changed. Um, so... Uh, maybe it's something else that we may add next year. Well, gentlemen, I am super excited about year two in the NISL, that first friendly, December 29th. Uh, the women will be first on the pitch. Yeah. They are taking on the CFC All-Stars, and then followed by the men taking on Lim, Lim, Limeo? Lemeno, yeah. Lemeno. Lemeno, Georgia. Now, uh, do you do you know a little bit about these clubs that uh, these where they were playing on these friendlies? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, when I first arrived from South Africa, I came to Georgia. So I've been in Georgia for 15 years. So 
the director who runs Lemeno, um, good friends. So he's very technical. Again, I search for teams that I want our players to play like, and I want our players to look like, and I want us to play against. I don't want to play against a team that's just boom ball. I want to play the way we play. So they are very, very technical. There won't be one long ball played over the top with Lemeno. It's just how they play. They, they keep the ball on the ground. Um, very, very, very technical team. So that's what I look for with them. Um, a lot of Costa Rican, um, um, Hispanic, Mexican, Puerto Rican, very strong cultural base with technical play. So that's who we'll be up against. Um, and the same on the women's side. Um, Eric from Concord has created his all-star team. Basically, all Columbus ex-players that are now playing D1 um, or D2. And so they'll we should have between eight and nine D1 players that will be playing on this women's team against us. And one of the superstars, uh, Bree from Auburn, will be playing as well. So very exciting first game. I know you're excited. You can't yeah. wait to get out there on the pitch. I think he's hungry as well. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're almost done. We're about to wrap we're up. We're about to get show. some tacos. Um, absolutely. <laughs> of course, we are live here at Ivy Park Sports and Grill, uh, like we always are on Tuesday nights. Yep. But uh, we will take a short two-week break for the holiday season. Uh, first of all, gentlemen, just want to wish you just a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. Uh, Thank just, you, uh, to you. We'll, we'll see you back on January the 3rd as we're going to recap that friendly between the, the men's team and the women's team as they're yep. taking on uh, LeMayo and uh, CFC All-Stars. I'll make sure to get it right. No, it's good. But uh, I'm excited. Uh, it's been, a, once again, a successful show here on Off the Walls Rapids Podcast. And don't forget that you also you can watch a rebroadcast of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for watching another episode for the general manager for the Columbus Rapids, Warren Fundavestazen, and Rapids brand new midfielder, uh, Rita. I man, trying to get your trying to get your name right. I just uh, trying to make sure that I got it right. That's a good one. No, I, we have um, a lot of good names this year. Ivana Ivana Karin. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's Ikarin. Ikarin. Okay, that's good. That's, so, that's a good one. So, uh, Rita Ikarin. I am Richard Holder. It's saying so long, and we will see you in two weeks. I hope everybody enjoys their holiday break. Good night, everybody. Cheers. You are listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE ninety nine point one FM, the Key, from two to three p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers. Columbus Sports and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.